me when you're ready. We're ready. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our fourth episode of Spiritual Spiral. For those of you that are tuning in for the first time, this is a show where we talk to experts in the spiritual field, clairvoyants, psychics, mediums, healers, people that really have an understanding of the spiritual side of things. And so we can ask them questions about what's going on in our crazy, crazy world right now. Um, again, thank you guys. My name is Sam Davidson. I am your host and I, as always, am joined by my amazing co-host, Sari Cohen. How are you doing this week, Sari? I'm doing great. How are you two doing? Good. Um, and that leads us, of course, to our very special guest. I'm honored that he's here, uh, Christian Bradley West. He is a clairvoyant, an artist. He, you know, uses art and social media, too, to help, you know, convey his message. And he's a very fascinating person. So I'm so excited to ask you more about what you do. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So do you, do you want to know what I do? Is that? Yes, let's get it. Please share. That's a loaded question. I feel like, you know, I feel like we're all like, like anyone under the generation X or they're on that cusp, we're all this mashup. It's like, we're not one thing. We've gone through all these different iterations. I have so many clients. I had one last week. She's like, I don't know what my brand is. And I said, you are your brand. Like you do all the things you're good at and you find where they intersect and you just keep doing that. So, you know, I started out as, as an artist and I went to school for it and writing, whatever. And then I was like, oh, I don't want to go to school for this. Then I decided exercise physiology. I became really interested in my body. So my degree is in exercise science, but I kept doing art and I had some fortuitous events happen and met some famous people who bought my work and they were like, you have to do your art. So then I started doing that. Then I need to make money. And I became a textile designer. <laughs> and then and before that, I was personal training and teaching at a school um, for kids on the spectrum. And so then I stopped that when I went to graduate college, uh, did the art thing, then needed a job, became a carpet designer. And then they laid me off right as I started my first book, which nothing's published yet, by the way. I'm still, <laughs> no, <laughs> well, there's been some near misses, but you know, um, and uh, and now, I don't know, two years ago, they were like, you have to start the Country Clairvoyant on Instagram and do spiritual memes and start giving people readings. My guides, if you say they or whatever. I don't know, my ancestors, the voices in my head, my intuition, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And then here I am talking to you. And it's really interesting because if I would not have done that, I don't know how I'd be making a living right now. You know, and, and I love art and I still make art, but it's not... It's not gonna really get the message out. It, it's, a, it's very small. My collectors were very niche. My art is very niche, I feel like. Um, so there was, and, and I still love to do it. So the books were kind of in writing and doing this is kind of an impetus so that I can do those little things. Like today I made flower essences just because I felt like it. Oh, that so, was yeah, so anyway. Well, how did you get into being a clairvoyant? Like, when did you know that you had these gifts? Was it your whole life? Yeah, so I didn't really understand it, of course, when I was a kid. And my mom had some understanding of it. Everyone always said I was different or special. Um, in retrospect, I think I was, I'm probably on the spectrum myself as well. I don't know if that adds to it, but my ability to look at things differently, because I didn't talk till I was three. In retrospect, I have all these, all these, what you, whatever you would call them, aspects that I've been looking back going, I think I might be high-functioning autistic sometimes, which I think also kind of lends to that 
seeing the world through a different lens. And so, but, but, you know, I kind of just let it go. I, I, I've been reading since I was around the age of 19. It was 19. I got my first deck. Uh, and so I just always did it. And my really close people know I do it. And then for a while I would let it go and then it would come back and let it go. I was, but I was always reading the spiritual books and whatever. But like I said, two years ago, they were like, okay, you need to start offering services to the public. And I was like, no. <laughs> but no. I, why, why hesitant about it? You know, I don't, I don't always know why. I, I, think, I think one of my core issues is fear of judgment. So I'm afraid people are going to think I'm crazy, but that already happened. So I don't know why I'm still afraid of that, you know? Um, but interesting enough, if, we're, if we touch on astrology for a minute, I have, I have this aspect Chiron and Taurus in the 11th house. And that's the house of the collective. So there's something for me to heal around working with the collective, which is very interesting. And right now Uranus is conjuncted. So I'm being schooled on how to show up for the collective i so and here we are this is part of it we're doing it i i almost feel like that is a big universal lesson right now kind of we're all being challenged i'm i'm finding in particular there are a lot of repetitive lessons that are coming up and i was i was reading over your instagram and i'm relating to so much of what you i mean i went back and i was like yep Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I was right on that path with you. Um, but I, yeah, yeah, I was, I'm totally in the same boat. Um, but I, I do feel like there's, there's definitely some repetitive lessons. We're really all being challenged right now yeah. to tackle the things that have been most difficult for us in life. Absolutely. Like, to your point, I feel like that we, whatever the core issues are bubbling to the surface. And it's interesting because I mentioned Uranus and Taurus, that's kind of it. Like Uranus is high air, Taurus is a cave. It's like putting an air pocket in the cave. So it wants out. Mm -hmm. So whatever's been in the cave is now having to come to the surface. We're having to look at it. We're having to feel into it. We're having to talk about it. As you know, the Me Too movement, um, you know, all these different things coming to the surface uh, for us to, to, to understand what the reality of it is. I want to say truth, but truth gets so misconstrued in so many ways, you know, so I, I like the word reality. Yeah. So, yeah. It's yeah. interesting you bring up things like the Me Too movement and all that. I mean, for the past few years, there's been, I think, the things that have been going on in our world have been getting a little bit crazier. Um, things have really been coming to the surface a lot more uh, that have been hidden for a long time or even not hidden, but you just don't talk about it kind of thing. Do you think what's going on right now, you know, during this pandemic has any kind of relation spiritually to things ri rising to the surface for the past couple of years? Oh, absolutely. I, I think that what, is happening right now is that if you want to call them wounds um oh wait are you still there sorry my computer's about to change okay technical <laughs> moment that anything that has been anything again a wound um anything that has been festering for minorities uh whether that's gay people of color whatever is is 
is coming to the surface to be looked at. You know, there's also, you know, colonialism, what people talk about that too. I mean, there's all these different narratives and, and, and we're starting to understand how these dynamics have influenced humanity on a nuanced level, not just on a big level, but how it's influenced small groups and the individual itself. Um, that's potentially these energies preventing people from realizing, recognizing their full expression, which is what my perception is, it's all about everyone coming into their full expression, no holds barred. Like we all get to be ourselves without judgment, <laughs> you know, without fear, without shame, really exposing the, the parts of humanity where we hold shame, whether that's sex, whether that's an ethnicity, uh, whether that's abuse that happened, trauma in our past life. So really, if we, by the way, the root of the word trauma is just wounds. So hum, it's a humanity's trauma is, is being highlighted. And, and of course, like with anything, if you ignore it, it's just going to fester. So you got to bring it into the light and then clean the wound and dress the wound. And then continue to clean the wound and dress the wound. It, it's not just, oh, one and done. We don't get to microwave this. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, well, I noticed you, uh, you do, uh, there was a lot of talk about shadow work. Yeah, recently, because I feel like people don't fully understand what that is, and it's scary. And really, from my perspective, I think what people call, or what my perception is the shadow is really that inner child, that those unloved pieces. Uh, that we hold, that each of us hold, that we want to, again, bring into the light and love. You know, Ram Das says, love your ego to death. <laughs> so you, you, you love it. And, and death really is just a transformation. So what all the spiritual teachers talk about is whatever the ego is, which is shadows a part of, it just integrates. It just, it just, it, 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 it we no longer work against ourselves anymore and we work for ourselves and whatever that part is that that was conditioned to feel shameful uh that we dislike or unloved we embrace and we love and then all of a sudden it it no it's it like it just dissolves eventually well i don't know i haven't experienced it yet but this is what the spiritual teachers say happens so, <laughs> you know the ones that apparently have gone through it so i i I, I have no intention on losing necessarily my darkness. I have a lot, I have a lot of Scorpio, so I, I like the dark. I'm okay with that, mm -hmm. but I'm I'm okay losing the part of me that punishes myself. Yeah, yeah. And so I know that before we went on air and we were DMing, we talked about what an intense week this past week was. Uh, tell me a little bit about the energy that you were feeling this week because I don't know. <laughs> I feel like some days I'm better than not, but this past week has been a little bit like scary also because we don't know when things are going to get lifted. So maybe it's because we're coming closer to the end, but we're not sure. What have you been feeling? So I've been feeling a lot of push pull, like tug of war. <laughs> you know, it's like, let's go this way. And there have been moments where I have had to give my full attention to things whether it was, I, I had an explosion of clients this week and I was like, thank you. Okay, I'm here for it. Uh, but I also, uh, who I'm living with is 76 and, and she, she's a dear friend, but she has some cognitive impairment that, you know, some beginning potentially pre-dementia. So she takes some of my energy sometimes too. And like the scissors disappeared, a, a thing of lettuce disappeared. Like things were, I was like, what? She's like, well, I'm not doing anything. I was like, so we had to like, figure out these strange mysteries and like 
And so, and then there was just all, there just felt like there was always something to do when part of me just wanted to be in quarantine again, essentially. I just want, even though I have been, I wanted to just rest. I wanted to be the slug again. But it was like, no, 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 no. Like you have to go, but still there was like this. So it really was finding that balance point to making sure my cup didn't get depleted, you know, being there for other people, being of service. And I had a lot of questions this week too on Instagram. You know, again, sometimes the messages blow up, you never know. And I try and answer people's questions that aren't personal. Like if it's a generalized question, because I find that these people are looking for my opinion. If I say, go Google it, they're not looking for Google. They want to know, they're looking to me and going, how do you perceive this Christian? So in the beginning, I, was, I didn't realize that's what they wanted. And I felt, got really overwhelmed. And then I was like, wait a minute, this is my job now, right? <laughs> like reaching out to these people, giving my perception, they want to know. So this week was a lot of just me, again, me dealing with my own resistance of moving forward. And I think that there's a lot of it. There's, there's people wanting to move forward and there are other people like we need to, we need to continue to take moments and pause and look around us and make sure we're being very conscious about our actions. And so there, there was kind of this, I wanted to slingshot and get on with my life and move things. And there's this other part that's like, oh, let's just like pause for a moment. Let's keep doing our hikes. Let's make sure we're eating well, you know, stuff like that. So it was just a lot of, a lot of stuff. A lot of nothing sometimes, but a lot of stuff. Yeah. It's, it, you know, it's interesting that you say that, Sam, because I kind of felt the opposite this week. Like, I, I've kind of felt like this quarantine is going in phases yeah. that seem to be week by week. There's a different collective challenge, and then there's a different personal challenge. Um, and I felt like last week, I was feeling so much of what you were just saying, Sam. And then this week, there's been that shift, like you were saying, Christian, with this push pull. So yeah. I want to know what are some exercises or things that people can do to tune into the to their own energy and what they're feeling what they need to do for themselves. So I'm basically very generic and it sounds like common sense and I think a lot of people uh, dismiss it because it is so basic. Uh, grief. I literally will pause and I will breathe. Even walking in the woods today, I realized I was kind of holding my breath. And I was like, why are you holding your breath? Like, what's that about? So I was like, okay, let's, let's pause. Let's take this in. I know you're on a mission right now because you're going to harvest. I was going to harvest some, some plants and stuff to do my stuff. And I said, <clears throat> excuse me, I said, you know, let's pause. Let's breathe while we're doing this. Uh, and so for me, it's about disrupting the thoughts. It, it is literally about going, I'm thinking too much and doing my best to drop the thinking. Our, our minds or our brains are both. Are the, I always say the brain is the hardware, the mind is the software. What it does is it says we have to figure this out. So it's always, it's like a dog with a bone. So the thoughts, the problems, the circumstances, if there's something in our life, and sometimes there can be nothing and it still will find something <laughs> because that's how it operates. And so I, I have to say no to myself a lot. This is kind of my shadow work, actually. I would say, no, we're not thinking that. We're not, we're not going there. Uh, again, I've been picking up on, a, I'll have waves of anxiety. Mm -hmm. And I'll be like, is this mine? You know? Yeah. 
Because yeah. on, on that note, too, um, I mean, I've had a really hard time with dreams, especially the past week. And I mean, I feel like I'm having to change my sheets pretty often because I wake up in like sweats and panic. I mean, yeah. I had a dream the other night. I was trying to be like sold into sex slavery. Like it's like super wow. it's kind of funny too because like it was I laughed when I woke up even though I was very disturbed because I tried to tell the men that kidnapped me I was like I'm too chubby nobody wants me and they're like it's okay we'll just starve you you'll be cheaper to keep alive you have a beautiful face <laughs> and I was like, at least I think I have a beautiful face um that's nice but it's just like these dreams and other uh, mediums and psychics that we've spoken to these past few weeks are getting kind of really showered with all this anxiety. So have you, what have your dreams been like? So let's let's go there. I love that. So yeah, there's been, uh, my friend Farrah calls it like the Reiki rave in the astral. And like, well, we can have a Reiki rave in the astral if we want. We gotta make sure we go to the right room, right? We gotta make sure we, we go to the right party. Um, not the sex slave party. Right. So, um, so my dreams have been a lot of healing, uh, personal stuff, but on purpose. So let me give you guys a gift and anyone out there who's listening, uh, something I do that I give to my clients that I used to do that suddenly came back actually at the beginning of quarantine that I've been telling a lot of people to do. I just simply call it dream work. So before I go to bed at night, I set up my brain to process anything that needs to pro it to process, whether it be worries, whatever subconscious stuff, whatever needs to be cleared out, whatever needs to be healed, let's do it while we sleep. Because our brains literally reset, you know, science uh, research shows us our brains reset overnight, it gets rid of junk, it dumps things, it gets rid of things. But if we're in a, we're, if we're in a very, we're, we're in a very Western society, so, it's go, 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 go. So it's really hard to calm it, bring it to a state of balance and ground it. So every night before I go to bed, I consciously move into sleep. I don't just go into sleep. So I say, I want to process whatever I need to process. And I say, purify and protect. Anything that needs to go can go. Um, you know, I don't necessarily like the word protection, um, but I, I use the word safe. I want to be safe because I don't want anyone coming in that doesn't need to come in. I don't want anything coming in that doesn't need to come in. I don't want to go anywhere I'm not supposed to be. Um, and so it's just been, it's been dreaming of exes. I've uh, been dreaming of family stuff. I have, uh, we lived in, when I lived in Virginia, we lived in three different houses before moving down to Atlanta. The third house is when I came into puberty. Uh, I lived there from 10 to 16. So for some reason, that was a really significant time in my life. So I dream of that house a lot. So there's something that I'm processing about that. So that house it came into my dreams. So it's just been a lot of me working through junk, I feel like, but on a very conscious level. So you guys, before you go to bed, just make sleep intentional. Make your dream life intentional. Uh, we think that we go to sleep and it just happens. You can, you can do it on purpose. What are some tools that you could recommend to help people interpret their own dreams? <clears throat> okay, so this is something I do if it's confusing to me, even based on my understanding of symbology. Okay, for instance, recently I asked what that house represented because it's changed over time. So it's interesting you asked me this. And I'm trying to remember what I've, pulled out what I figured out. I wrote it in my journal. I'm trying to remember. Um, 
and I can't remember, so it's not to tell you, but I'll tell you, this is what I did. If I can't remember something or I need clarity, my hands go straight here and I ask the question. And it might not come immediately. It oftentimes will come when I'm doing the dishes or taking a shower or taking a hike. When, that, when the brain kind of stops doing its thing, I'll get the answer because some symbols are very personal. And you can't just go to a dream journal and do it, which is why it was, it was interesting. I offered dream interpretation, one, a reading on my website when I redid it last month. And this was interesting because something said to do it. And I said, well, should I do that universe? Give me a sign. Well, accidentally, my website published my offerings before I actually published the website. And the next day, someone scheduled that reading with me. Wow. <laughs> so what I had to do is intuit what I do when I do that is I intuit, I, 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 I use what you, if you want to call it the psychic nature, what that the symbols might be for that person mm -hmm. um, so that I can give them a better perspective that you might not get from Google or a dream book or something like that. Uh, but when I do it, I place my hand on my heart and I go, what the heck does that mean? And make it obvious because <laughs> our dreams are poetry right so make it obvious so. really i'm not sure exactly so do you have specific spirit guides you talk to do you see the future do you talk to the dead like how does that work exactly oh god so it is a mix i i, I don't do the mediumship as much anymore for people because when you open the door or you turn on the light and you go okay the dead can come oh they will come and any medium will tell you that <laughs> you might have you might have heard that before what has your experience like has that been um have you had any kind of scary or annoying like how, why did you close the door well i didn't close the door what i did is i i made an agreement with myself and i made agreement with them i do not allow the spirits to come through and uh, for someone else unless they are connected to the person i'm reading Mm -hmm. So I don't want random dead people coming in in the middle of the night going, hey, Christian, I need to get in touch with Cynthia, and you need to put, and I'm like, who the fuck is Cynthia? <laughs> who is she? Like, I'm not going to, no, we're not doing this. Or showing up in my dreams, because they would do that. I would have dreams with these random people trying to talk to me, and I'd be like, okay, like, you need to go find this person and bring them to me, and then we can have a reading. But, but it has been creepy, too, because you'll get shadow men. Uh, when I was a teenager, that happened a lot. But we lived on Native American soil. We lived two miles down from Pocahontas State Park on Powhatan Nation land. So there was a whole lot of crap happening when I was a kid. From a, we moved, like, it was in that third house from about the age of 10 to 16 when we lived there. It was, it was things would, the dogs would see things the cats would see the cats would just do that thing where they'd be staring in the corner or staring at a door and you'd be like what are you looking I at hate it when my cat does that i'm like yeah. my mom will always see my cat doing that when she visits and she goes is it grandma tell her we said hi i'm like oh. <laughs> ah. well and so yeah so weird but weirder things would happen like um my sister saw shadow men um i lived at the at my bedroom was at the end of the hall and there would be nights I would hear someone running down the end of the hall. And one night it was so loud, it, it, my dog jumped up and started barking at whatever it was. Can you define and, shadow men or shadow people for those that don't know? 
So the way that I define them, the way that I perceive them to be is they're more thought forms than anything. It's like this conglomeration of what we might call anxiety, fear, people's trauma that maybe they've shed that wasn't transmuted. Uh, I was stayed on a spiritual property last year and this thing showed up and I didn't know what it was. And it looked like the person who had started it. His name was Roy Eugene Davis and he'd recently passed. So I thought maybe it was his spirit. What I realized it was, was it was the conglomeration of all these people's junk that they had shed on the property walking around. And it was literally coming to me going, give me your junk. And I said, you can't have my junk because it's not yours to have and you don't get to walk around. And I, I said, you have to leave this house now. And I saw it disband into all these mice. And I kid you not, later on there, I was in the house with two other guys in the retreat. And down the hall, the guy said, I keep hearing mice the whole time we were there for two weeks. <laughs> and that happened the first night. So I, I define it as just these, these conglomerations of thoughts, of fears, of things like that, that really don't necessarily, or they could be someone else's, someone that maybe we're connected to, or an ancestral pattern that shows up, that, that shows up as, a, as the shadow, literally as the shadow. Um, it's, it's, it's peculiar and it's freaky and I really don't like when they show up. <laughs> don't blame you. <laughs> don't blame you. Um, so what, what are you, what's, what are the most common tools that you're being called on to use, particularly at this point in time? So, so this is the, you know, this will add to the question that Sam had asked before. So what, what, so what I do now mostly is use my intuition to assist clients in recognizing, or pe people in general, it's not always clients, it can be friends or family, but I don't do that as often because I find they don't see the value in it as much, you know? <laughs> as you say, you can't be a celebrity in your own home or a prophet in your own land. Like, they're just like, uh, you're just you. And it's funny, who was calling me Bradley? That's what my family calls me, Brad. So you're, you might have been picking up on that. So that, that's yes, Yeah, because I was emailing and messaging you and I was calling you Bradley. And I'm like, why am I calling him Bradley? That's so probably Brad. why, because that's what my, but you know, when I was doing the artwork and I had a friend design my website, he said, Brad West sounds like a porn star. He said, so he did <laughs> Christian Bradley West. And I was like, Christian Bradley West, he's like, your name just has a ring. And I was like, you know, it kind of does. So, okay, mm -hmm. let's go there. And then I just get, I just got tired of telling people to call me Brad or Bradley. So, but, um, but so the tools that I use now, is, the primary tool is my intuition. And I will use astrology or cards sometimes to bolster that because it's a snapshot. So I can immediately see what's going on because I've been doing it for so long when I look at something like that and get the information, you know, and then intuit and then expand upon it and intuit it to it through it. But most of my clients that come to me generally are dealing with some form of trauma or perceived block that they want to process through. So the tools that we use through it is we want to ground ourselves in a value system. People talk about grounding, but it's not just about going outside. Grounding to me is getting into your body, being present in here um, through breathing, through through whatever physical uh, body work you might want to do. And then the other thing is, is, is we, we talk about the value system, which I define as ways of being. They, they direct towards behaviors. 
And uh, the first one I always say is ground yourself in being honest. <laughs> because if you're not honest, and as Don Miguel Ruiz says from the Four Agreements, this is basically, the Four Agreements are simply values that Don Miguel Ruiz wrote. Uh, be impeccable with your word is the first one. So if we're not being impeccable with our word, if we're not being honest, nothing else is gonna work in our life because we're always gonna be telling ourselves stories and narratives uh, based on what we learned as children, based on what we learned from society, so forth, and family, and so forth. And we can't fully come into our full expression. And that's really my intention with people is to be present and support your process so you can be you, all of your pieces, all the way, without being ashamed or afraid or any of that. Mm -hmm. So. And through your work and through your art, I know that you kind of have your foot in the celebrity door, like you work with celebrities, this and that. Uh, during this time, celebrity is a very interesting topic, I think, because they have these public platforms. Um, certain people, you know, have used them to really um, bring about a good message. Other people are, in a way like sheltered and very privileged and just like oh me home alone in the house oh it sucks and it's like they're in their mansion and look at me with my yacht it so sucks i know right yeah it's so hard <laughs> so like, you know i because Terry and i have worked in entertainment reporting for a long time um but kind of your opinion having your foot in that door do you see the idea of celebrity changing like how is what's going on now kind of going to affect help or or not help some celebrities so what's interesting is we started talking about like the children running on and something i don't watch tv i, I mean I, i'll turn on netflix or i'm or I, I i don't listen to the radio either i'm very exacting with what i allow to come into my my vision um but my the people i'm around keep the news on there, keep the TV on, or the radios on, or whatever. So I've I've had to kind of suddenly absorb certain things around it. So one night, the news after the news went off, you know, my 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 housemate went to bed, and I told her just to leave it on a second. And Jimmy Kimmel came on, and I loved seeing him in his house with his children and all that stuff. So if one thing I've noticed, and then he's interviewing these people in their house, and, and some of them I very much so like, who, like Octavia Spencer and um, um, McCarthy. Um, Melissa McCarthy. Uh, yeah, you know, Melissa McCarthy. Um, he interviewed them together one night, and I've always loved them. I always thought they were very down to earth, like very just like you could kick back and have a beer with those type people. Um, <laughs> as far as those celebrities go. But to, to your point, so I like seeing that side. I like, I like that we're seeing these people as people and it's not being edited per se, like it is on Instagram or social media. They're not just putting out this picture or anything like that. Like we're literally seeing them like, like Jimmy Kimmel's daughter ran in or something. And you know, and it was, she wasn't supposed to be in there, like you said, and I, I kind of love that. So to me, it's humanizing these people more and it also is exposing where certain of these people forget that, that there are a lot of people out there who are suffering, who are hungry, who don't have what they have. And I hope, I saw this great meme, I, I want to post it in my stories, where like Lady Gaga, um, and I can't remember the other list of celebrities who had all donated million, I think she was the most, she had donated $35 million um, to the COVID-19 effort in some fashion. Uh, 35 million, yeah, 35 million was what the number they said. And I could be, that might be uh, misinformation, I don't know, because I, I didn't research it. But I do know this, 
that they posted all of the church people, the people, the big pastors that have millions of dollars, nothing. All they're donating is prayer. You know, so there are all these celebrities who are all who who have become more active, and and become aware, and they're and, and maybe more aware of how to use their voice. I've been wanting it. Taylor Swift has always been one. I've been hoping that she would shift, and I've noticed that she's been shifting. But she's getting a lot of flack from the queer community because she had these Christian right people look like country bumpkins in her in one of her videos. And of course, there's an account that um, that I'm connected to, queer, queer that I know that I follow as well, Queer Appalachia, and they had to point it out to her, say, "Listen, you need like these, these Christian right wing people are not the country bumpkins that you need to worry about. They're the people like these big churches and and you know middle class Americans who are the ones that are picketing and saying you know putting these things down, not necessarily bumpkins. So I'm I hope that." I saw that as an opportunity for Taylor Swift to go, okay, I, 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 wanted, to, I wanted to give people this, um, uh, how do you say, I, wa I wanted to bring, give people a voice in my video and support them. But again, like she hit the wrong note on, on parts of it. So, but I think it's an opportunity because I'm like, if we hit the, I've hit the wrong note on my memes. I've done things and people are like, you're being ableist you're being a uh, sexist or, you know, people don't realize that I'm, I'm um, non-binary and that, you know, I've had low points in my life where certain things have happened that I don't necessarily talk, discuss publicly. But when I post these things, people have no idea what my history is. So they think that I'm just speaking out of my ass. So I've had to be very conscientious about how, because I don't want to make anyone feel left out. You know, and so I think celebrities, that's what happens when they do these things. People feel left out. They're like, oh, you are being exclusive. You're being bougie, you know, whatever, all, you know, all that stuff. You're, you're being privileged. And, and, and hopefully they're seeing that, hopefully they'll be able to continue to recognize where they can use that privilege in a positive light. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if there, I mean, once we're, once things, I'm going to air quote normal, once things return to normal, yeah. do you think people are going to continue to utilize that they've learned in isolation and in the real world? You know, so I like the word stabilize more than normal, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I air quoted. Yeah, so I, I, I've, been try, I've been watching that too, my vocabulary. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. So I don't know what stabilization is going to look like. I'm I'm curious, and and parts of me is excited because you know after uh, the first World War and the Spanish flu, we had the Roaring Twenties. After World War II, we had the 1950s where we had this big boom um, of of diversity. Well, not really. Yes and no. We had the nuclear family, but before that, it, I don't know if people know that. Like you had one ketchup, one mayo, one mustard. Like companies started to really diversify in food. I mean, just all these things started to happen after that. So I, my hope is is that we're innovation is going to come in. Um, so my hope is is that people do continue. I don't know though. I I I people are very even in my own process, people wake up for a little while and then, excuse me, the minute they get comfortable again, they go back to all their old habits and behaviors. 
And so if people get too comfortable, then they'll, they'll certainly revert. If people stay kind of on the edge and, and, and be aware that at any given moment, no, no, let me reframe that. If people are aware that life is remarkably fragile and this thing we call normal is remarkably fragile, if people maintain their, their consciousness around the fact that we, we, we never know when things are gonna shift on a dime. So we want to be grateful and aware and conscious every moment of what's in front of us. If they don't maintain that, then I don't know where we'll go. It'll be interesting. I'm so, curious, um, let's say three months ago. Three months ago, oh God, what month is it, May? Yeah, uh, I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> like February. Were you feeling, what were you feeling spiritually? Did you have a feeling that something was coming? Did you know? Yeah, so years ago, I told my godmother, who I would also maybe call her my mentor if I do that, I said to her, something is coming. I feel like there is something that's gonna be like the flu. And part of this was just me being scientific and analytical, going, okay, it's about time. There are other scientists that are saying it's gonna happen. Um, and I told her, I said, I feel like it's close. And then there were a lot of astrologers talking about the Capricorn, um, uh, Pluto and Capricorn and Saturn and Capricorn conjunction happening and the aspects was saying that it was gonna bring some form of uh, physical and economic um, major, how do I wanna say it, dis um, instability um, and, and to be aware of that. So it's funny because there's lots of people that are like, nobody said it, but there, were, there have been people for years that have been saying it's coming. Um, so I felt something. I don't know if I felt that it was going to happen now. Uh, I, 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 but I'll tell you this much. Before quarantine happened, I was up here in the house and I had already gotten three weeks of food, plenty of toilet paper, plenty of paper towels, plenty of everything. I wasn't planning to go anywhere for a minimum of three weeks before any of this happened. So something was going on inside of me. And I was like, I'm just going to hunker down and work. I'm not going to go to the store. I'm going to cook all my own food because I do that normally anyway. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to be here. And then less than a week later, uh, uh, my friend calls and said, I'm coming up. I have to, we have to quarantine. Boom. Wow. I was like, okay, well, I've already bought everything. <laughs> wow. So, I, yeah. So and I'm curious when, what does your intuition say about when you do see things stabilizing? Right. So guys, this is a really hard one and I'll tell you why, because there are so many variables. So when I read for people, I almost always can kind of feel out into about the three month period. And then, but I tell them, I was like, there's a lot of choices to me being there's potential, there's, there's options. And if you shift your perspective, you'll see more options. So I feel like we're at a choice point. That's, that's how I perceive it right now, is that we're at a crossroads. The choice is always that we're gonna go down the, the path of fear, unconsciousness, um, hate, so forth. Are we gonna choose love, consciousness, awareness, purpose? Um, and, 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 and it, it, it's not linear, 
So we, there's, a little, there's gonna be back and forth. It's not like, oh, we're gonna choose this and then go down it. My, so I'm not sure because there's a lot of choices to be made. There's a lot of options to look at. And what this, so the answer I do get when people ask me this is choose consciousness people. Because if you choose the consciousness, you become aware. Because think about this. What, uh, what amazed me is I'm seeing all these people going, oh, we have to wash our hands. Oh, we have to clean things. Oh, we have to do this. In my, I was clinically diagnosed OCD, so I've already been doing it. I'm like, oh, I was like, universe prepared me for this. I was like, is, are you guys not already doing this? And in, in Buddhism, what people don't realize is, and I'm not, I don't consider myself a Buddhist, but I've learned from the practice the monks keep the monasteries impeccable. Cleaning is a meditation. Cleaning is a part of just the everyday aspect of doing things. I kind of get giddy about cleaning. Like I like doing those things. So, you know, it doesn't bother me. And so I think it's interesting, like, but to me, I use that example because it's about bringing consciousness to everything we do. So, okay, so let's wash our hands, not obsessively do it, but let's be aware of what we've touched. Let's be aware of what we're putting in our body. Let's be aware of what we're bringing home. Let's be aware of what we, what's essential. What's essential? So I wish I had, I wish I could say, yes, it's going to look like this. Mm -hmm. The only thing that I know of is that there will, what I do see is there will be a group of people that are going to maintain their awareness that are in that zone, and there will probably be a lot of people who don't. And my intention is that people that do maintain reach a critical mass and pull in, create a vortex and pull in all the people who don't. Do you possibly see, I, I don't know, like, I know the Renaissance back in the day, there was a lot of money, and so that was very helpful for the Renaissance. Um, but like maybe taking the money aside, do you see like a creative renaissance in a way after this, you know, maybe some people that have worked on a novel, worked on a screenplay, have done art during this time, or just opened up their mind? Yeah. So again, after major plagues, after major wars or whatever, there's always a boom. And what I'm seeing, uh, based on the people I'm reading as well, is a lot of people who have started their own business a lot of people who are looking to be self-sufficient. So I feel like we're, there's a potential for decentralization of certain things. So more people potentially growing their own food, more people. So to your point, I see creativity being in all those different directions. You know, permaculture has been something that has come into human consciousness over what well, might've been there for a while, but more people are studying it now. And you can, there are people that are growing their gardens and getting their food for the whole year, and then some, on very small plots of land. So I think Saturn isn't Aquarius right now, it's gonna go back into Capricorn. This aspect to me is about innovation. Um, Saturn is, a stru is about structure responsibility, so forth and so on. Aquarius is about, is innovation, looking at the big picture seeing things maybe you didn't see before because if you're down here if you get up here you, you can't see it because you're, you're stuck in your stuff so it's about creating distance so social distancing is total saturn and aquarius energy by the way it fascinates uh -huh. me how the astrology kind of falls in line so my thought is one of my mantras right now is innovate 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 and this is even on a personal level so i'm like okay you've always responded to this circumstance this way 
how can you do this differently? Mm. And that's really, so to your point, my answer is yes. There is going to be something like a boom because we will be looking to make things different and hopefully make things so people don't have to go without and teach people to be more self-sufficient. So we're not dependent on a big government or grocery chains or because they're again there's the, those grocery store deserts you know people can't access their groceries and things like that so my hope is is that we come together more communally and everyone does what they're really good at <laughs> and and we work uh, in in a way that creates this creative boom and it's we've been slowly moving in that direction but we saw this as an antithesis to the industrial revolution last century, you know, was we had all these crafters, all these people, um, all these farmers, all these communities that were like, no, we're not going to live in the cities. We're not going to do the industrial revolution. We're going to do this, but it never came together. And I feel like now we have an opportunity to integrate technology with nature and be more aware of what we're doing. So we're not creating forever chemicals. We're not, you know, we're not doing these stupid things of, of consuming all this plastic and so forth and so on. So uh, I, I see that as a definite possibility. I love that. <laughs> what, what were you saying? I was just like, I love that. I'm like, I feel like you it. I was kind of like, uh, like I, I very much hope that that is where we go in the future. Um, this has been so much fun. You are so cool and awesome. And you also kind of look like Adam Levine to me a little bit. <laughs> I get that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, Sam and I used to cover the voice all the time. So. <laughs> oh, yay, yay. We love it. Sarah, do you have any final questions? Um, oh, you know, I just want to say thank you and, and give you the floor if there's any general message that you want to get out there to listeners or viewers. Yeah, so I'm going to say do everything on purpose. Be responsible for every choice you make and know that you always have a choice and there are always more options than you think they are. Mm. And seek them out. Love it. I love that. <laughs> Thank you, Christian. Thank you. <laughs> Tell us where everyone can find you, your website, and of course, your. And by the way, you guys, he has some of the most amazing memes that he creates. They're so funny and on point, and I'm just so excited to follow you now. <laughs> I gotta go create one for tomorrow. I have no idea what I'm gonna do. I right, like. I gotta, I gotta go get inspired. I was like, I gotta do a Monday meme. Um, I like everyone else. I've kind of. I'm not posting as often. Because I'm, I'm just reorienting like everyone. So, but yeah, the country clairvoyant uh, at Instagram, the country clairvoyant, um, uh, the country clairvoyant.com, and the country clairvoyant at Gmail. But you can also find me if you Google Christian Bradley West, you'll find me everywhere. You can Google my name or the country clairvoyant. Uh, no one has Christian Bradley West or the country clairvoyant. So it's pretty easy to find me. <laughs> and what kind of services are you offering to people right now? What does that look like? So um, a lot of my, so one of the readings is an intuitive astro reading. I get a lot of those. Uh, I get a lot of relationship readings. I have one clear expressive blocks, which focuses potentially on maybe that shadow work, what you feel like is blocking you inner child stuff. I have a tarot one. Again, I asked if I needed to put that out there and someone asked me for one and I said, okay, there you go. Uh, because some people want that because they feel like it's astrology because it's connected to a history. So people don't want some 
random Oracle deck, right? <laughs> they want you to give them what they feel comfortable with. So I do Tarot and I do in dream interpretation. I think those are about all the ones that I offer right now. Uh, it used to be less, but something said when I did redid this website, do more. So I did. Awesome. So, yeah. Well, everyone, please make sure to find him, follow him at the very least, uh, seek his, you know, intuitive help advice. I think you're so fantastic. So thank you. Uh, Sari, where can everyone find you? I am at the Savvy Scribbler, T-H-E-S-A-V-V-Y-S-C-R-I-B-B-L-E-R. I make it as difficult as possible. <laughs> I'm a writer. What can I say? <laughs> It's unique. So the savvy, the savvy scribblers. The savvy yeah. scribbler. Yep. Yeah. And you guys can find me, Sam Davidson, at SamD43 on Twitter and Instagram. And if you guys want to see our content, you know, we have it on both of our individual IGTVs, but also a spiritual spiral show on Instagram and also on YouTube and we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can listen to us, you can watch us, anything you want. And we guys, we're gonna be bringing you guys amazing people like Christian every week. And I just wanna thank you again from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, this was really lovely. It's great, thank you guys. All right, everyone. Thank you. Have a fantastic week. Thank you so much. <laughs> See you next week, guys. Hi, Christian, you are awesome. Thank you so much. I know. Thank you. Thank you guys. So um, make sure um, I'm going to find you guys on Instagram and follow you back. I want to know what you're doing. Um, this is really exciting. Uh, make sure you, you message me when this is ready to go. Yeah, I think it'll be Tuesday. So Tuesday is when I'll be pushing it out. Perfect. And um, so I can let all my people know. Uh, and uh, and yeah, and I'll probably, I think I'm going to have to start something on my website for these things so people can <laughs> go yeah, through. Yeah, you should have like a media portion, you know? I, totally. I think I'm going to do that now. I think I'm going to go back in there and edit that in because I thought about that and this is kind of confirmation. So, but I really appreciate you guys. I'm honored that you chose me to be a part of it. Aww. I really of course. How do you Thank know you. Alexander, how do you know him? Um, so, Al, is it, um, Alec, was it?